everyone. It's Jillian here. Welcome to another episode of Winning Insights, a bonus series of the Ride Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Warwick Schiller Attuned Horsemanship. In this four-part series, Warwick will give quick training tips in each episode that'll help you build a better relationship with your horse. And if you want to learn even more from Warwick, enter our giveaway for a chance to win a free year-long subscription to Warwick Schiller Attuned Horsemanship Video Library. There will be three lucky winners, so check the show notes for details and visit horseandrider.com for more information. Let's get into the episode. G'day everyone, I'm Warwick Schiller and this is another episode of the Horse and Rider Winning Insights podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about foals. You know, it's folding season here in the US. We have a mare who's about to foal here. And so I wanted to give people some um, some tips on having the best start for your foal to where what you are doing is not going to cause you problems later on down the line. And probably the biggest thing I want to talk about <coughs> is getting the draw-drive balance right. And what I mean by draw-drive balance is Think about draw is uh, your horse's attraction towards you and drive is your ability to move the horse away from you. And if you had a 100% draw, that means when you showed up, your horse would run up to you and run into you. Uh, If you had a 100% drive when you showed up, your horse would run off in the opposite direction. So neither of those are optimal. You'd like to have it kind of 50-50, but... It's very easy with folds to get this wrong. Uh, it's very easy to get folds to where they get overhandled and they get pushy and start pushing into us. And then what people have to do is resort to some sort of correction to not have the fold push into them. And then, and that that does not help with your, your later on interactions with, with the fold. So what I'm going to do here is kind of give you a little bit of a a, a rundown on how I go about things with foals and it's it's quite a bit different than I used to in the past I used to um, imprint foals quite a lot you know I used to do a lot of handling of them early on and that does make uh, does make a very functional functional horse uh, makes a very functional foal once you really get into the whole nervous system of horses and you really get into it, you'll find out that that doing a lot of that imprinting type stuff tends to leave those horses in a slight amount of freeze mode. And I don't really want to get into all that now because that would be a a whole conversation on uh, nervous states of any mammal, and I don't really want to get into that. But So what I'm going to tell you what I've been doing for a couple of years, and we've got one that's uh, three uh, three years old, sorry, and one that's a yearling now and I did pretty much the same thing with both of those and they are just the easiest horses to do anything with I've really ever had so what I did with both of those when the foals were born I would go in with the mare and foal and spend a lot of time in there just hanging out but not touching the foal and that's you know that sounds like people but I want to touch the foal what I allow both of those folds to do is if they wanted to approach me they could approach me um you know so i'd go in and like sit down on the ground to to make myself probably a little bit more attractive but at this point in time i'm not trying to 
to do anything. I don't really have an outcome. What I'm doing is just being around them without expecting something. You know, a lot of times they go and people go in with a the fold, they want to touch it and pat it and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I do that until they really want to come up and approach me quite easily, you know, without too much trepidation. They'll come up and sniff you, and it's really hard to not want to pat the foal. But I really think this first part is is pretty important. But speaking of important, you know, it's important that you can, um, you know, do whatever medical things you have to do to them. You know, we put chlorhexidine on the umbilical cord and give them an enema. And so you got to get a hold of them to do that. And uh, I, I've actually done something that probably no one in the horse industry does the last two foals. And that is when I got a hold of them to do that. I waited till they stopped struggling before I let them go. I mean, I waited till they struggled, sorry, before I let them go. Like in the past, I would hold on to them and they would struggle, 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 and they stop struggling and then you let them go. But what tends to happen right there, it's just a mammalian response. Let's say a some sort of an animal, like say a rabbit gets, you know, caught by a fox or whatever, and they they're struggling and they can't get away they tend to just you know if you've i've i've found it as a kid in australia you know you'd pull a rabbit out of a crack in a rock or whatever and when you pull them out of it they'd be struggling and then all of a sudden you have a hold of them and you think oh this rabbit's gone nice and quiet look he's my little pet rabbit but what they do they go into freeze mode like have you ever seen a cat with a mouse they're chasing the mouse and the mouse is trying desperately to get away and they chase it and they wrestle and then pretty soon that mouse just stops trying to run away and it just sits there and you're thinking, run you silly mouse, what are you doing? That there is going into to freeze mode and I f- actually feel like we do this with horses quite a bit and it really it really affects their sensitivity and a lot of things later on and it, and it sounds like oh, that, that couldn't be right but the, the two experiments that I have here are just... You know, like I said, one's a yearling, one's three, and they're the easiest to do anything with, but they're bright, they're curious, they're, and I'll tell you what, both of them, you know, the curiosity is a big thing, the both of them, the first time I ever did anything with a horse trailer, and I won't say I tr- first time I tried to load them, because I wasn't even trying to load them, I was going to just have them stand at the back of the trailer, uh, both of them climbed right in without me asking, you know, they're just like, oh, this looks interesting, and off they went, so it you know, they're, they're both very, very, very curious. And I do think that overhandling them early on tends to, you know, they can go into that, a slight level of that freeze mode. And that if, you know, later on you, you go, oh, my horse is stiff. Um, you know, my horse is not terribly responsive, things like that. And I, I really feel that the things I did at the very start were a huge part of that. Um, something else, so, you know, once you get to where, they're comfortable around you a lot of times they'll walk up and sniff you and walk off things like that but at some point in time they'll get to where they start getting a little bit pushy like they come in a little bit hot like they see you coming and or they see you out there and they they might come trotting up to you and you know they'll get real close and then they might be pushing on you the one i had last year when he first started getting at this point in time he'd kind of come up and half rear up at me sort of thing like they do with their mother a little bit and then their mother corrects them but what I don't want to do with folds is do much correcting them, which is saying, no, stop that. Don't do not do that. Get away from me. Because I think that that adds, uh, you know, a, a lack of connection in there that you end up paying for later on. And so the one that's now a yearling, what, when he started doing that, what you've got to do is recognize it's about to happen. And so he'd come 
trotting towards me or walking towards me, you know, like at a fast sort of a, a walk. And what I do with him when he probably got about 10, 15 feet from me, maybe 20 feet from me, if he wasn't slowing down, I might do like a little jumping jack and slap my legs or something or other. And he'd kind of stop and look at me. Sometimes what they might do is um, turn and run off. That's fine. I would rather have them more on the drive side than the draw side. And I think that's where most people have a bit of problem with folds is they, they're so cute, they want them too much on the draw side. And then you get all sorts of problems. Uh, you can have all sorts of problems either then or later on. But he would, you know, if he approached too fast, I would, you know, kind of do a jumping jack, create some energy that's not directed at him. It's not like, get away from me. It's just like, hey, pay attention. And sometimes, you know, he was pretty sensitive, like really flighty sort of a, a little foal. And, you know, sometimes he would turn and run off and do some laps, run around. And I would just stand there and wait. But when he would come back again, he'd, you know, he'd be running around and he'd come towards me. And then he'd slow down and stop and kind of prick his ears and kind of walk towards me a bit of an arc you know, like they do when they're being cautious like that. And then he came up and he wasn't pushy again. So that's, you know, early on, that's something you can do. But the big thing you don't want to do is get them to where they push on you, rub on you, you know, do any of that stuff to where you've got to be physical and say, get off me. I'd rather, personally, I'd rather do it energetically because I think it helps you a great deal in the long run. And, you know, one of the hard things for people to not do is scratch on the foal and the, the foals enjoy it, but if you think about it, the mother doesn't spend lots and lots of time scratching on them. And I think what we can tend to do is teach those foals to push into us. You know, they tend to they tend to lean into things that when you're scratching them, and I don't really want them to start leaning into us because at this point in time, it's not a big deal. But when they're 15 hands high and weigh a thousand pounds, it becomes a big deal. And so something I will do if I want to scratch on them is scratch them on the top of the withers, like directly on top of the withers. So they neither lean left or lean right. They almost actually do a little core engagement, lift their shoulders up a little bit like you would want them to do later on when you're riding them because they want to kind of push into that feeling, but it's up. It's not towards you. And so that can really help, um, you know, not create any problems and have the human satisfy their urge to, to pat on the foal. But... I what I and another thing they'll probably do is they at some point in time when they come up to you they'll get a little bit mouthy and what I do with horses that are mouthy is just cup my hands like I'm you know cupping water or something and hold it near my body and as their mouth comes over I just let their mouth sit in that cup of my hands and I you know I move my hands around their mouth and sometimes you're trying to stay out of the way of their teeth but what they're not doing is biting your clothes biting your leg and then you slap them and then you get this downward spiral from there and so this is not you know i'm not going to give you the whole spiel about how to train the foal but this very early interactions with them to where they they get comfortable around you without getting pushy so you get you know you get quite a bit of draw but you've still got that drive right there too um it i think it really sets the folds up for anything you might do afterwards the one we've got uh the one that's a yearling now, I probably did more of that than trying to teach him anything than I the, the one bef the year before that. And the yearling, the first time I ever went to actually, you know, rub him all over his body, like rub him on the head, touch his ears, touch his 
sides, touch his flank, run my hand down the back of his legs, touch his feet. He just let me do it the first time I, I ever tried it. And I stayed away from doing that for quite a long time till he was really, really comfortable around me. And I could rub his ear, you know, all those things that you say, oh, my horse doesn't like me to touch his ears, or he doesn't like this, or he doesn't like that. All of those things were so easy to do the first time I ever tried them because he was totally comfortable around me without being pushy on me. So he's right there in the middle of that draw-drive uh, ratio. And I, I really feel it is a hugely important thing with folds. So I hope that gives you something to think about. If you have a fold, good luck. And um, just make sure that you just try to keep that fold in the middle if you can. So good luck with your fold, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Winning Insights.